This message is brought to you by Deadpool. This episode of the Awkward Minority is sponsored by the sexy motherfucker Deadpool because who doesn't like a dried up looking avocado? His new movie Deadpool is available for free rental at cinemanow.com. Use promo code DEADPOOLUS or if you live in Canada, that is promo code CA. Alright, ready. Hello, welcome to the Awkward Minority Podcast, episode 23. This is one of your hosts, Lady Godiva, and our awesome male host, Jesus Shuttlesworth, a.k.a. Ned Stark. Hey, what's up? What's what's with the male host? The male host? Okay. <laughs> Trying to say something different, but um, what is up with this weather? Why is it raining so much? Cause y'all done pissed Mother Nature off up there. <laughs> I saw something about people still mourning Prince, and that's why it's still raining. Man, that shit still don't feel real. Like Rolling Stone sent the damn the Prince the the Prince issue yesterday, and I almost lost it. I'm like, come on, man. I know it. Isn't it cool that uh, they made the cover just him? Like, there's no words. It's like he's the statement focal point it's really funny because it's kind of like i got a conservative cover because you know how prince got his hands in the heart around his around his crotch area uh-huh. on my cover the um the mailing address is right there because <laughs> it's, it's all high tech now they put they, the mailing address is printed on the cover now so but yeah i gotta go um buy another cover so i can keep both of them but I, no, that was pretty that was pretty fun to me that like it's like i'm conservative like they was like oh he might not want to see this, so they got it covered up, which is pretty funny to me. But I have a question for you. Sure. Okay. They say we're in medieval times. We're in medieval times or whatever. I'm wearing, uh-huh. I'm wearing my fur. I'm wearing my fur. I'm, I'm, actually, I'm wearing what I sent you, what I texted you the other day when I was like, this is me when we get some get big money. I'm wearing that. They say I'm wearing that. We're in medieval times. I'm wearing that. Uh-huh. And I'm in a fight a knife fight or like a swords fight and you got a sword too. You just watching and I lose my sword during this fight and I'm about to get my ass murdered. What would you do? I'd fight too. I'm not just going to sit back. Exactly. You'll be like, fuck this. I'm not going to let you die. You will save me. Right. I'd be like warrior lady Godiva. (laughs) (laughs) I hope you'll do all that. I hope you just knife the motherfucker. You got a warrior lady. I'm over there dead. Jesus shut over dead as fuck because you you announcing your presence. I can look at game. Dun, dun, dun. Here comes Lady Godiva. I'm all dead. But hey, at least if I die, you'll still revenge my death because by then you'll be not fight them up after you get done announcing yourself and shit. God forbid. And I put one foot on the person that I killed that killed you. <laughs> The Captain Morgan style, like I will avenge you. <laughs> but yeah, that was like a debate. People was like, "Well, people that watch people that watch Game of Thrones know what the fuck I'm talking about." But yeah, it was like a big debate. Like, oh, that's not honorable. If you you supposed to just die, nobody supposed to save you. Let me tell you something. First of all, we're in a knife fight with big ass swords. Secondly. If we in a knife fight with big ass swords, however I get the fuck out of this fight is however I get the fuck out of this fight. Ain't no, you know what? You know it's not honorable. What? 
being dead as hell. The fuck? I know, right? What the, when Can you imagine fight? I'm sitting in the corner doing my nails or something? <laughs> You're just over there getting killed. Like, what the hell? Like, what the fuck? It's cool if, like, the fight start one-on-one, then I'm about to get my ass killed. Save me, motherfucker. <laughs> but you know, speaking of that, but, but to go back to Prince, you know, one thing I noticed, we don't celebrate Moore's Day enough. Yeah. Because I was like, because like, one of my favorite Moore's Day songs is Jiggalo, it get lonely too. Ooh. Now, I've never been a Jiggalo. I've never been Jiggalo. I've never been Jiggalo. But um, I remember my granddad, he used to play that all the time when I was younger. I'm like, is he trying to give me a message that he used to be a gigolo? Because for one time, he had moved. He always tells me the story about how he moved to Atlantic City. And his lady let them let them um, stay, in the, stay in the duplex next to her for free. Like her and um, some of his friends. It was like five of them, I think it was. Or five or four or something like that. So I'm like, and there was rent free. So five dudes staying in the house, rent free. I think it was like a couple of years. I don't think it was a couple. I think it was like a year or something. I'm like, yeah, he maybe was a gigolo. He was letting me know. Gigolo to get lonely too. Ooh. That is a great song, though, because Morris Day, uh, supposedly Prince wrote this song. Now, Prince wrote this song. Prince is a nice individual because there's no way I'm giving away this song. Like, that's, oh, that is a classic song. He was like, all my honeys need stimulation. He paused. He goes, but baby. I mean you. Like, what? Like, how you out here like, yeah, I'm fucking everybody named mama, but you know what? I just need you. Like, that's some player pimp shit. Like, yeah, don't be out here backing with, don't, to be, I, this, just, I want to talk about this song freely, so everybody, don't be out here gigoloing. Don't be out here treating women like shit and, and dating all this stuff. But it's just a good song. Like, it's, you know, like, um, you'll hear somebody say something so stupid. So so smooth, but the situation is stupid as hell. Like R. Kelly. <laughs> yes, R. Kelly is good for that. Oh my god! But <laughs> in the song, in the song, this is, he's like, I want to make love with all my clothes on. They say just once, I want to make love with all my clothes on. Like what? That's how you know Prince wrote it, because Prince is saying some like, I want to make you pancakes in the morning. While we in the pool, like, huh? Like, what? You be thinking, like, how you gonna do that, Prince? Y'all in the pool? <laughs> what? What the oven at? Like, you be questioning shit. So you know, Prince wrote it because I wanna make love with all my clothes on. Wait, so, huh? Wait, what? <laughs> but honey, I need you. That's my shit. He said, I heard. Okay, let me stop. Let me stop. Because if I keep on going, I'm end up singing the whole damn song. Cause that it's just that line. Like if I ever make a movie, I have to put, um, all my honeys need stimulation. Yes, it did in the background. Yes, it does. But honey, baby, I think that I need you. Like that's a play line. Yeah, it's a perfect song in the rain. Oh, yeah, like oh my god! See these young people don't be knowing these classics. But one of one of Morris Day's classics is kind of fucked up, and it relates to the next topic we're gonna get into. On seven 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 dialing eleven, he goes, "Baby, what's your phone number? I know I'm cooler than the guy you sitting with." <laughs> I'm like, Morris Day, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Cause that brings me to 
the you know the Migos video I shared with you yesterday? Do I? It's still engraved in my head. <laughs> it's so disgusting. For everybody that don't know what we're talking about, it's this video with the Migos. It starts off with um Offset. You know the Migos. They made that pipe it up, pipe it up, pipe it up song. But anyway, it starts with the video with Offset and all the other people from the Migos. All I know is the one named Offset because they had his name on the screen. So the Offset one. <laughs> That's a stupid ass name. But anyway, it starts off with the Migos. They like in front of a sprinter in front of the Waffle House and they like talking to each other. Like, man, go in here, do this, do that. You're like, what the hell are they talking about? I'm I'm thinking about to try to hustle the Waffle House. I'm like, they they I'm pretty sure they got enough money. They got enough money to buy Versace. They got enough money to buy a damn meal out of the Waffle House. So I'm thinking about the, you know, play the Waffle House people. But he goes in, he's talking to the waitress. And then he gets the waitress to go over to this couple. This couple that's on a, I, I'm not going to say they're on a date. They were just eating. They were just eating. They're clearly boyfriend and girlfriend. And he done plotted this whole thing out that he's going to go in there. He's going to give his number to the, um, the waitress. And the waitress is going to give his number to the girl. While she's on the date with her boyfriend. Now, while this is going on, all these clowns are in the background. Oh, look at this. This is the game plan, dog. I'm just sitting on the bench watching, but this is how we get down. This is how we get down. You know how the Migos talk. So the waitress goes over, and at first she gives him the check, and then she steps up out of the frame, and then they pan over to her, and she's like motioning to her, like, I got something from you, from such and you know, she's pointing around, you know, and she, the girl's clearly interested, because she's looking at this motherfucker with full intent of seeing what the girl got going on. So the lady, the waitress gives her like a, um, a note, but the note was on the back of the um, sugar, so she gives her some sugar and a note, so the girl takes sugar the sugar, pack. she drops it. The sugar pack. Yeah, the sugar pack or whatever. And then she drops, like, the note in her lap. And then she just continues eating. And then, and then, then she was so trifling. I'm sorry to interrupt you, but I was so mad. She, she's pouring a freaking sugar in her tea. <laughs> Jesus Christ. See, I didn't catch all that because I was like, this is some fucked up shit. Because then they just out there like, yeah, she got it. She got it. Yeah, that's the game plan. That's the game plan. Oh, my God. I get real hype off of these things because it's really disgusting. Like, what message are you sending? Like, not only were there were they messed up for doing that, but she was even more trifling because she didn't even tell her boyfriend. It looks like she's a pro at it. Like, oh, you know, being sneaky, that's her thing. She needs flint. You know? she like She looked like, yeah, I know what's up. Exactly. And the fact that they were literally right in front of their table, but outside, like in front of the window, yeah. and they could see what's going on. It, it's it's so sad. Like, I felt bad for the boyfriend. I really did. Man, he mean, he, he was none the wiser, man. Maybe it's just me, but when I'm in an environment of a lot of people, I can feel the energy that's around me. So I would have felt that out. Right. I would have felt. I would have felt them look. How the hell you don't feel all these dudes looking at you right now? Like how the yeah, hell? Yeah, they were moving. And you don't even notice it. Yeah, he was into his food big time. He must have been real hungry because he was not looking at anybody else but that food. <laughs> and that's what he fucked up. Cause I would have been like, "What you doing?" And then then I would have left. Then I would have left you. I would have been like, "Fuck you." I would have left her there. Now, actually, I would have been like, I would have went outside with her, handed her to them, like, since y'all want to be with each other so bad, you can have her. You're responsible for her getting home. Now, the left her ass, because she trifling as fuck. You supposed to be like, hey, baby, look what they done gave me. 
and then y'all tear it up, right. and then y'all go about your day. I'm not even saying you gotta confront them because it's like ten of them in the video, so you ain't about to whoop all their ass. But shit, fuck, fuck that. Let me stop. Let me stop the vibe. People go be be violent. But I'd I'd have been like, hey man, what's up? Yeah. I that's, that's just that's just me. I already confronted him because that's fucked up. I'm not saying you gotta swing on him. I'm not saying you gotta beat his ass. But I'm like, man, that's fucked up, dude. And that's fucked yeah. up for her at the same time because it's like. This dude done. This dude done got dressed and took you out to eat. I don't care what the fuck he took you out to eat, but he he chose to take you out to eat. Yeah. And then that's and how you treat. That's how you dis. You disrespected his man, and not only did you disrespect him, now millions of people done seen this disrespect. So you done disrespecting him that night, and now he's got to live with that for a while. Because now people, now everybody gonna be now all these ignorant ass people gonna be clowning you because of something that this trifling ass woman done did. Yeah, and he's going to have trust issues forever. Like, now he's going to be paranoid wherever he goes. Exactly. And that's, um, that's, that's so disgusting. And then the waitress, she went back outside to get her tip. Like, she did something awesome. Exactly. Like, she just hooked them up with some extra bacon or something. Like, yeah. they like, oh, you the paid nanny. You the paid nanny. Man, oh, my God. Like, she just, like, cheesing and shit, too. Like, everybody in this situation is just fucked up. Everybody, and then yeah. what? Then I, ho- yeah. I actually hope she called him. You want to know why? Because remember, in the video, he's saying he said, "All set." Looks into the camera and go, "These hoes ain't nothing. These hoes ain't nothing, man. I'm just trying to fuck before my flight." So I hope he fucked you, and now you're like, "Oh, I'm gonna call him again." And then he done changed the number, and then yo, I hope I hope your boyfriend sees the video, leaves your dumb ass, and then you never hear from him again, and you fuck. Now you out of a situation. Now you now you done embarrass yourself. Got fucked by a dude that told you that he's just trying to fuck. And now you looking stupid. But you can you know you can dance to Versace, 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 Versace. Yeah, and you know what's even more disturbing? Video, it, freaking comments. Oh my God! This is comment This is what makes videos like that go viral. And and ew. Ew. The comment section was horrible. Oh, like I do. That's what I do uh, all the time. I am the fuck so up. Because if you like, get the fuck, man, get out of here, dude. It's so society I, have to have some set of rules that we live by. One of the rules is you don't go approach another man's girl. That's one. That's a man. That's a man code. Because I was always told if you approach a man and his girl, whatever that man do to you after that is a, is is, your, is a direct reflection of what you have called him to do. Man. Like young people don't buy by these same rules that supposed to be, you know, these human rules, you know, morals and shit. We don't have, they don't have morals and no more. Relating to Atlanta, Lauren Hill, man, oh man, Miss Lauren Hill. <laughs> <laughs> just, just this past Friday in your hometown, Jesus Shuttlesworth, had a show where she took to the stage two hours late. Woo. On Sunday, she tried to explain. And by explaining a very late appearance to a show Friday night in Atlanta that upset many ticket holders. The singer did say that, and I quote, I have nothing but love and appreciation for the fans in Atlanta and regret not being able to give you a full show. She writes early in the post that the challenge is aligning my energy with the time. Yeah, you know, Lauren Lauren Hill showed up to the um Chastain Park Amphitheater at about 1020. The venue the venues in Atlanta have a strict curfew 
on stage of 11 o'clock. So they wasn't about to give Lauren Hill a pass. Also going from that same Facebook post that she made, she said that I care so deeply about the artistic process. I scrutinize, have perfectionist tendencies and want space made for spontaneity, which is not an easy process with the many moving things on the road. If you want to read the whole thing, it's on her Facebook page. But Lady Godiva, what do you think about the whole thing? Here's the thing. As an artist, I get what she's talking about as far as aligning her energy with well, she says with time, but what I think is the art, you know, to make it happen. But as far as being a show, if you know that you're going to be late to, it's okay to be late to one or two, I guess. But to make it often and hours and hours at a time, that's too much. That's like... You're asking for, you lose, it's like you lose a lot of f followers or fans like that. You know, like when you are not consistent, you're not showing, um, you know, you're, you're reliable in a sense because they're relying on you to be on time just like they are. They have work, they have school, they have children, they have all kinds of things that, that's going on, not just you, you know? So, kind of as an excuse in a way you know although lauren hill as an artist i love her songs we we love her she's on a soul sister shirt for saint Juan, but it's just you got to respect you got to respect the time because it's not it's not just on your time it's everybody else's time so yeah that's what i think about it lauren hill sweat she can drive free your guests are waiting your majesty let them wait. I'm talking to my son. Like that's the way she <laughs> that's the way she's treating people. Like we just gotta wait for her to get done doing what she's doing before she comes on stage. Because Lauren Hill, like you said, is one is one time is cool, two times okay. But you are notoriously late. Like everybody that has been known over the years to go to Lauren Hill shows has said she either don't come on stage or she's hours late. Now Lauren Hill is always hours late. You cannot plan a tour and then go, well, I don't feel like it today. Like Michael Jackson hated touring. I remember they asked him, what do you hate about um, the music industry? He was like, touring. And it was like, can you not say that? And he was like, I hate touring. I just hate touring. But Michael Jackson hated touring, but he got up and toured. Now, nobody's asking you, Lauren Hill, to tour at all. Like, we want to hear new music, but you also don't even have to tour because you ain't giving us new music. You're not giving us anything that we want from you because you don't want to give it to us. And we come to accept that over the years, people don't speak your name when it comes to wanting more from you no more, because we know that you don't want to give it to you. You say the industry don't have your heart anymore. So we respected you from that. And we moved on. You can't tease us. This is like if a girl invites you to the house and she said, you're going to have sex. And like, right when you about to put it in, she's like, nah. And then when you pull it out, she's like, okay, I'm ready. And then when you keep, you know, she keep on going back and forth at the same, at one time. And yeah. within minutes, and you like, I don't want it no more. It's just like, but I want to give it to you. You know, it's like you can't keep on teasing us, and then when we get ready for it, you snatch it back, and then get mad. We don't want to fuck with you no more. Or people pay their money to go see you. You know, this is like sex. Only people paying for it, then they can't get what they pay for. And you know what else? It just sounds to me like whoever is creating her or put, you know, organizing her agenda and booking these uh, events 
are doing are booking too many at a time it may be overwhelming for her and, nah. and so, i mean it just sounds that way if she's constantly late or canceling shows there has to be a reason behind it it's not you know what i mean like um i don't know you and i jesus shuttlesworth we do a lot a lot on our own a whole lot <laughs> but we managed to get it done but we may be late a little bit on, on on certain projects but people don't know it because we don't announce the the date you know we don't say hey this is when you guys should expect it maybe she should you know kind of practice first and showing up you know those practice drills to show up early <laughs> yeah. she just she just need to not do it like that's the way she's right. acting. She got fans paying money to come see her perform, paying good fucking money. Tickets are not cheap anymore. It's not no five dollars. Okay, you didn't come, so I bite. I write off as a loss. Even then, I want my five dollars back. But you got people coming out of here, stage production, putting together a show. You got people behind the scenes, about a hundred people. They got to set up the stage. They got to take down the stage. Put up a stage takes about twelve hours. So you got these people spending twelve hours of their day. For you to not show up to the performance at all. So when you don't show up, most of the time, these people will have to get their money back or demand their money back or fight for their money back. So everybody out here got to fight for something when all you had to do is get up there and sing your songs. Now, you tried to say that you wasn't ready, but people that live right by the amphitheater, because by the amphitheater, it's a whole bunch of um, houses or whatever. People that live right by the amphitheater said that you was there at 4 o'clock for sound check. If you don't want to do it, then here's the thing. Just don't do it. Like, don't don't waste everybody's time for something that you don't want to do. Because this is not mandatory. Nobody's putting a gun to your head. You chose to say that you your heart wasn't in music anymore. We respected that your heart wasn't in music no more. So you can't come back and like, hey, I'm touring. And you get everybody hyped. And then when it's time to tour, you either show, you either show up late or you don't show up at all. Because it's been going on for years. It's been going on since I was in high school. Like, it's... I don't even know why people still pay to go see you because it's a gamble. Like, I guess people like wasting the money because there's no way in hell I would go to a Lauryn Hill show ever. Ever. And I mean and I mean that in the most respectful way, but I'm not, I don't have time. For, money can be made back or whatever over, you know, but only thing you can never get back in life is time. And I'd be damned if I give it to you sitting around. You know, is it, don't these venues have, um, like events lined up so maybe you know when she's late it's cutting from her performance and she stated in her post that she'll stay an extra two three hours performing That's isn't that going over somebody else's time i'm guessing that these at these performances that she's the headliner but i know for the georgia show as i said as i said earlier most venues have a um curfew so at 11 o'clock the um 11 11 o'clock on the on the in Georgia, they're hitting the lights and they're cutting your mic. It don't matter if you were in the middle of a performance. I remember, um, I think it was T.I. one time. He was in the middle of a performance. And they just cut it. Because they did that to T.I. They did that to, um, what's that boy's name? Yeezy. They did the Kanye one time. Like, Kanye, was, Kanye wasn't late. He was just, Kanye would go on and on and on. Kanye would give a four-hour goddamn concert if you want to. Just for the fuck <laughs> of it. So he'll give you a four-hour concert. When 11 o'clock hits, boom. Lights. Lights on. Mics off. No more. One time, I think he like finished the concert by screaming, but yeah, the um, like screaming out the words for for a couple of people can hear him. But they was like, "Yeah, get off the stage." So when you talk about you will stay an extra three hours, I already had to wait for you too. 
Like, about, like people got jobs and shit. Like people got to go to work in the morning. They ain't got time to be waiting on you. Man, I tell you, I'm I'm gonna come three hours late. But hey, I do a three hour set. How? What? You came you came at ten twenty. The venue closes at eleven. So you did forty minutes. And then people booed the shit out of you. So I don't even know right now. It was enjoyable for them because at that time. Okay, I want y'all to try this with y'all boyfriend and girlfriend. I want you to text your boyfriend like, yeah, we getting it on tonight. Or something, say, something, say something smoother than that. And then I want you to make him wait three hours. I want you to show up three hours late and tell me how that go. you be like, what the fuck? Get out of my house. Or he'll be like, I'm asleep. I want to go to sleep. So <laughs> <laughs> if you if you want to allow this to happen in your own relationship or, or better yet, uh, fellas, I want you to text your girlfriend that you're gonna take her out on a date and then show up two hours late. And then you show up two hours late, tell her my energy wasn't aligned yet. Sorry, I'm sick, y'all. So much. <laughs> <laughs> just, just in general, if you won't take this in a re- in a relationship you in, you don't take this from Lauren Hill. Because if I, I next week for the podcast, I'm just gonna be like. It's challenging allowing aligning my energy with my time. <laughs> Lady Shoot, Godot, I, murder my ass. I'm sick and we're still recording a podcast. Come on now. <laughs> exactly. Lauren, step it up. <laughs> Speaking of step it up, it is a t- it's time for Adidas to step up to the plate. <laughs> now people like the history lesson we gave doing black history and I said on, on Twitter that I'm gonna try to do more and people was all for it. It's like, yeah, do history lessons. You know, even if it don't pertain to black history, just history in general. But I think Adidas has to go ahead and pull the trigger on buying um free the the track the, the track from Beyonce, the freedom track. Freedom, freedom, I can't lose. You know that song? But in order to explain why I think Adidas need to buy this track, I need to give y'all the history of Adidas. Now, I'm not going to give you the full history, but I'm going to give you one pivotal moment where Adidas could have been great. This all starts with Son of Vaccaro. Shout out to him. You haven't seen his documentary on ESPN 30 for 30? It's an amazing documentary. It's called Soul Man. It's on, um, it's on, it's on Netflix. I had, a privilege, I had the privilege of being a part of it, like putting together, you know, doing interviews and stuff like that. So y'all go check it out. But anyway, Son of Vaccaro. Son of Vaccaro is a sneaker... Osiris. He knows everything about sneakers. He knows everything about the promotion of sneakers. He knows how to get something going. He came into Nike back in the 80s. Back, he came, when he came into Nike, Nike was like making running shoes or whatever. You know, they're making running shoes. That was, that was known for being track and field. Son of the car came in. It was like, we need to make sneakers for basketball. Give me the basketball sneakers. I'm going to give them to the coaches. But one pivotal moment in Adidas, I mean, in Nike's history is when Son of the car told them, you need to sign Michael Jordan. And it was like, um, okay, I guess we'll sign Michael Jordan. It was like, no, you need to sign Michael Jordan. They wanted, because they was like, okay, well, we want to give some money to Charles Barkley, John Stockton, and all this other stuff, whatever, and, you know, and give some money to Jordan. He was like, no, you don't need to give no money to Charles Barkley, no money to John Stockton. You need to take whatever you got. What's your budget? Take all your budget, and I want you to give it to Michael Jordan. Give all of it to Michael Jordan. We need to go all in on Michael Jordan. This is an extraordinary player. We need to go all in. We need to give him the money, and we need to give him the shoe. Now, at this time, nobody really nobody really had a, a basketball shoe, like their own shoe. But Sonny Vicar was like, we got to get this man a shoe because 
Michael Jordan in college, he was notoriously known to wear Converse because the team he wore, all, all he wore was Converse. He loved Converse. I think even in an interview, Michael Jordan was like, I love Converse. That was my, that was, that was his Converse was him. Converse was him. Converse is him. Nike, Nike bought Converse because of Michael Jordan loved him so much. But that has nothing to do with story because I think um, Nike bought Converse in like 2010 or something, 2011. So that got nothing to do with this. We're in the 80s right now. You keep it up with me? Because I'm kind of yeah. talking fast. But okay, <laughs> son of the Caro. We need to we need to buy Nike South so I was all Nike. We need to buy Nike. I mean we're not buy Nike. We need to get Jordan on board. So they get Jordan on board and the you know the sales of Nike skyrocket. You know, y'all know Michael Jordan is responsible for what Nike is today. Now Phil Knight got all of his feelings and he fired Son of Vicaro. Like speaking of Phil Knight, I need to go buy his book. He got a new book out called Shoe Dog. It's I guess a play on words for war dogs. War dogs are the people that um supply the um Supply the supply the guns. They're gun runners. So you know, shoe dogs, shoe runner, because he sells shoes. It's clever. It's clever, Phil Knight. I see you. I need to go buy the book. But anyway, Phil Knight <laughs> felt that um Son of Vicaro was getting too big for his britches. Basically, Phil Knight was mad that more people were associating Son of Vicaro with Nike as opposed to Phil Knight being associated with Nike since he starts since he was a co-founder. So he fires Son of Vicaro. Son of Vicaro then goes to um Adidas. He does what he did for Adidas for Nike. He started a grassroots program for basketball. He was able to secure Kobe Bryant. That's what that was this story about. But check out the 30 for 30 because the way they got Kobe Bryant was so calculated that is damn that is damn near criminally genius. Another thing. <laughs> like I don't want to spoil it for y'all, but y'all should go watch the 30 for 30 on Netflix. But anyway, they get they get um Kobe. They they was in the battle, you know, of course uh, Nike was in the battle with them too, but Adidas got Kobe. Adidas got Tracy McGrady. Then comes along this player by the name of LeBron James. LeBron James. Shout out to the little kid that said that. LeBron James. You know who LeBron James is, right? Uh-huh. Yeah, great basketball player. So, Son of Vicaro, because everybody in the streets loves Son of Vicaro because Son of Vicaro had the connection to the youth because he, um, he got the sneaker contracts to the coaches in college, not the basketball. They was not paying college players. That's illegal. He didn't do that. Ugh. But anyway, <laughs> so everybody knew Son of Vicaro. So Son of Vicaro got the first jump on LeBron. It was like, we're going out to Oakland. We want you to come to Oakland with us. LeBron going to be with us. We want to see you. We want to let you see him play. So he goes and he said he saw LeBron play for 10 minutes. 10 minutes LeBron played. He stopped it. He stopped it. He stopped it. He said, I didn't want to see no more. Because earlier in, um, early in his career, he let um, Jerry West see Kobe Bryant play. And Kobe Bryant was so great that Jerry West just stopped the practice for nobody else to see how great he was because he wanted to drive him for the Lakers. Go watch the doc, go watch the documentary on Netflix. Anyway, long story short, they was courting LeBron. And, you know, of course, Nike was courting LeBron. And I remember this in high school. It was like a grant, like it was like a full-on blitz to see who was going to get LeBron. LeBron... You LeBron Mama done got LeBron Mama done got approved for a credit to buy a Hummer, a gold Hummer. Mind you, they lived in the projects, and LeBron Mama Mama at the time probably had two nickels to rub to her name. So, but she got approved approved for a line of credit to buy a gold Hummer. So everybody knew LeBron was going pro. There was no way hell he was going to college. He was too fucking great. He, they called him the King. They called him King James in high school, the chosen one. They say he won the greatest basketball player they ever seen in their life, and it was high school. <laughs> it was like a monumental thing. So everybody knew LeBron was going no damn. Everybody knew LeBron was going no damn college. So if he ain't going to no college, that means he's going to sign a sneaker contract. Now, Sonny Vaccaro said, 
when LeBron signs, he's going to sign for a hundred million dollars, a hundred million dollar sneaker contract. That was unheard of at the time. So Son of Vicaro threw that out there because Son of Vicaro was coming close with LeBron. He um he knew LeBron, he knew LeBron mom, he knew all of them. He was coming close with him. He said he's gonna sign for a hundred million dollars. We're gonna sign him for a hundred million dollars. You know, he was with Adidas. So when he said he's gonna sign for a hundred million, he's putting it in your mind, like, yeah, we're gonna offer you this contract and it's gonna be for a hundred million. So he got Adidas to write up this big ass presentation. They got a book. They wrote them. They got him a logo. They made him a shoe. That shoe, oh my God, that that Adidas shoe was beautiful. But they got they rented this big ass house. They had um they write they rented this big ass house in Miami. They got some cheerleaders with some Adidas suits on. They had like um they had they flew the designers out. They had some people in like LeBron Adidas jerseys. They went all out. It was a scrabaganza. A scrabaganza, okay? A scrabaganza. <laughs> so Adidas bring brings the contract because you know this is big ass is this big is a big ass scrap against. So Adidas brings the contract, and Son of Vicaro sees it. And if you remember back, Son of Vicaro said, "You're gonna sign for a hundred million dollars." Adidas put the contract out, and the contract was seven million a year. Wow. Seven million, seven million, seven mil a year for ten years. So you make seven mil a year for ten years, or whatever. The thing he said, the incentives would have got it to ten mil a year because the for for to be a hundred million, it was going to be ten, you know, ten, you know, ten million a year. So for to get to a hundred million, got to be ten year mil a year. But Adidas, they didn't pull the trigger. They didn't pull the trigger. They 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 insulted LeBron. They insulted LeBron. They insulted Sonny Vaccaro. So now you got. Sonny saying, "I'm we gonna get you ten mil a year, which is a hundred million, and they don't do it." Needless to say, Nike came in and Nike did ten mil a year, hundred million dollar deal. I think it was a hundred and four. Nike, Nike said, "Fuck this." Phil Knight, Phil Knight said, "Fuck this." Oh, y'all dropped the ball. Y'all dropped the ball. Okay, I'm gonna do. Not only we gonna do a hundred mil, we gonna do one hundred and four million. Seven years. Big money. Big money. Beautiful money. Oh, Sonny Vicaro calls that the dumbest single mistake ever in the history of negotiating. Ever. Ever. Mind you, because Sonny was the man. Sonny was the man. Sonny, all they had to do was put in the 10. All they had to do was do the 10. Seven mil, all they had to do was do the 10. They, they insulted him. If he's telling you you're getting 100 mil and you know Nike wanted him, you had to double. You had to down. You had to double down. You had to put in the set. You had to put in ten. Shit, put in eleven just to show the man you about their life. Yeah, but they didn't. Sunday said they didn't do it, and Adidas has never been the same. Nike was eleven billion when LeBron came on. Nike done got to like two hundred and forty-one billion now. Big numbers. Biggest mistake of their life. Adidas haven't recovered since. Now, fast forward to two thousand and sixteen, or actually, we can go back to two thousand and. 13, 14, one of those. I remember I made a Facebook post because Adidas had, well, not at this time, Adidas had um got 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 Kanye. They got Kanye. They had, they had um, Stella McCartney. They got Pharrell. They also got the Disney account. I was like, Adidas is setting up to be the fucking Avengers of the Nike, of the sneaker world. Nike, watch out. Nike, watch out. A year later, they poached um, James Harden from Nike. Money. So 
now they're set up they're in position so now they're in position to excel because people are sick of nike nike everybody's sick of nike nike makes the same three shoes a year just in different colorways <clears throat> that's the running joke it's like how many how many colors of jordans must one person own to own enough jordans to not want anymore that's the joke that's my joke laugh laugh everybody <laughs> I just fuck with y'all. Y'all don't actually have to laugh, but that's that's just that's just that's just the way everybody thinking now. I, I see a lot of people wearing wearing Adidas. I remember mm-hmm. I wrote a post. I, I remember I, I was I championed Adidas early, early in the stage before the takeover, like 2013, 2014, 2015. I remember I gave out um a 30% discount, the friend, the friends and family discount code for Adidas. I remember I gave it out to y'all. I didn't have to give it out to y'all. They gave it to me, I gave it to y'all. I said, hey, everybody, get some Adidas. I gave y'all shoes. But Adidas is starting to sell shoes that ain't even attached to a, to a name. It's just Adidas, you know, like a Jordan, a Jordan, Michael Jordan, a Nike, you buy some LeBron, you buy some Kobe's, you buy some Kyrie's. You don't really buy the other sneakers that the Nike makes. Now Adidas is just selling, just selling the shoes. So now, Adidas, I need you to listen. You already poached three of the um three of the designers for Nike. You got their top designers. And there was like a little beef on um Instagram. It was like um Kobe Mama. Remember Mamba Day? Uh-huh. With that nice picture of Janelle. So um this dude that worked at Adidas, well the one of the new designers that left Nike to go to Adidas, he posted like some spaceship I call them spaceship Kobe's, but it's the Kobe ones. They're ugly as fuck to me. But he posted them, he was like Kobe Day. And then one of the um one of the Nike one of the Nike employees was like, You always a fucking follower, you fucking douchebag. So like they like leave the comments on his page. So Nike is sweating. Nike is sweating the competition. Nike has never sweated the competition, but Nike is sweating now. So this is what I need you to do. You ready? Yes. They got to go buy the Beyonce track. I don't know what the licensing price is. I don't care. First of all, the D's, you got the money. So I don't care if Beyonce like, okay, 10, if she say 10 mil, if she say something in the millions, you have to get this track. You have to. This is the hardest beat. First of all, it's the hardest beat of 2016. Shout out to the It's going to. It's a great workout song. It's a call to battle. It's a fight song. She's. I don't know if a lot of people peep this, but doing her um doing her visual album, you know, don't hurt yourself with Jack White shot to him. She's wearing Yeezy season. That's Kanye. That's Kanye's clothing line or whatever. And it's right. and that's Adidas. That's Adidas. So she's familiar with Adidas now. I mean, she's familiar with Adidas, period. But she's, you know, she's wearing Adidas. So I need y'all to go in and get this song. If you got to, I don't care if you got to package this song like, okay, we want this song. We'll give you this much money. And we'll also mass produce Ivory Park for you. You know, her athletic line. We'll show you how to get this here. We'll show you how to get this price point. This price, because Beyonce probably getting a nice price point for Ivory Park, but if she fucks with Adidas, which has manufacturers all over the world, she could probably get that price point way down. I don't mean to bore y'all, so I'm gonna stop talking about price points. It's <laughs> history. It's not boring. Yeah, it is boring because I'm about to start talking about how price points. You know, the the more the, the more you mass produce, the way you, the more it goes down. You can start. You can girl. You can get those. You can get those leggings for like thirty four cent a <laughs> legging. I'm being dead serious too. That's that's how that's how much that's how much pool Adidas got. So you need to get her before Nike fucking scoops it up. Because if Nike gets this song, then they have beating you on. And they're they already Nike's going to beat you with this. Like you're you're starting to beat Nike in the shoe game, but now you have to beat them in the social media game in this era. Like Nike makes videos for fun. Like Nike doesn't have to make these videos. You know, how Nike makes these iconic ass commercials. Mm-hmm. Like the most recent one was the snow day when it had Rob Gorkowski. 
Odell Beckham. It had like all these um football players and basketball players and um WNBA players and they're playing football in the snow. It's snow day. It's iconic ass commercials. Adidas is not really known for iconic commercials anymore or ever. I'm trying to think of one in my head right now. I'm like, what what Adidas commercial have I ever watched? And I was like, wow. The never, never. So y'all gotta beat them at their own game. To show to show Nike that you the big dog on campus and that your nuts hang low, I need you to go and get this freedom song. I already got the whole visual in my head if y'all wanna hit me up to um direct it. Cause this is pure, that's right. This is pure <laughs> adrenaline. Like I, I almost gave out the idea and I want nobody to steal it. On a, on a side note, I noticed that um Apple is starting to do what I had suggested. You know what I was saying? Uh-huh. People don't buy Apple phones for the features. They just buy the phone because they think it takes better pictures. So what you should do is just take a picture with the iPhone and put shot on the iPhone. Remember I said that? Uh-huh. I jokingly said it. And then now, 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 now every fucking magazine I get got the damn Nike. I mean, not the Nike. Got the iTunes advertisement in that. Mm-hmm. I kind of know what I'm talking about, Adidas. But yeah, hit right. me up and I'm gonna direct this shit because it's pure adrenaline. Like this, this is this got Nike because the song got Nike written out over it. It got I'm gonna keep running because the winner don't quit on themselves. <laughs> freedom, freedom, I can't lose. Freedom cut me loose. Then she go, I'm gonna keep running because the winner don't quit on themselves. Adidas, buy the damn song. Let me direct the video and we gonna get this. we gonna take over time. It's takeover time. You already got Under Armour over here trying to take the crown from Nike. Don't let Under Armour take it. You don't work too hard to be relevant again. You don't work too hard. You got Kanye. You got Pharrell. You got okay. You got Kanye. Kanye, basically, um, Beyonce's big brother. That's connected to Jay Z. Jay Z. Actually, I don't think Jay Z. Don't 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 add Jay Z to do shit. Jay Z in the dollhouse properly. So don't add Jay Z to do shit. We need Kanye to talk to her. Then Pharrell can hit her up. And Stella McCartney can hit her up. And then boom. Freedom, freedom, I can't lose. Freedom, cut me loose. Yeah. Freedom, freedom, where are you? You really want to fuck with this? Come- now, nah, I'm a Game Boy, my idea again. Just, just buy the damn song and hit me up because I'm ready. <laughs> Let's get to this awkward mail. Okay. <laughs> awkward mail. Now it's time for everybody's favorite part of the podcast, the awkward mail, where you ask questions and we answer. If you would like to send in your awkward mail or Dita's, if you would like to um, email me personally, just in case you forgot my email, it is jvars at planetofthesanquan.com. That is J-A-V-A-R-I-S, planetofthesanquan.com. Sanquan is spelled S-A-N-Q-U-O-N. Dot com, or if you would like to email the female of the show, that is Kadir at wordsbyladyg.com. Kadir spelled G H A D I R at wordsbyladyg.com. What we got today? All right, this is kind of lengthy, so here we go. I've had problems with this employee since I was promoted and transitioned to this store. Early on, she would make attempts to tell me how to do my job or when I should go do things. That evolved into demanding. I do more work so she didn't have to, complaining that I was making her do my work if I delegated. That then turned into accusations of harassment after an attempt to write her up 
for insubordination. Went ahead and went straight to two district managers and then HR. We had a sit down with HR, this employee, and my boss. And it was made abundantly clear to her that she would not be promoted, transferred, or switched to days unless she shaped up. And that I am the assistant manager, just as much her boss as the store manager. Things were better for a few weeks, but now the past month, they've gotten worse. She's become less outspoken and more passive aggressive with it. Ignores me or pretends not to hear, even if I ask her how her day was or thank her for doing something. In the latter instance, she'll often tell me, I only did it because boss asked me to. <laughs> or, of course, it's not like I could expect you to do it, which is unjustified. She left her boots in the office for months. When I attempted to clean it out and I asked her to take them home, she'll say, I'll try if I can. Oops, I forgot. She was an hour late to work on Saturday. Oh, it's three? I thought it was two. Oops. My manager backs me up on some things, but so far she has not been written up once. Despite my insistence on it, it's the only tool I have available for discipline. He's letting her hour late slide, and she's even saying, oops, it happened, or oh well. I don't know how to handle this without causing a lot of trouble for myself. I am on track to getting my own store in 12 to 16 months. Don't want to risk that. My boss doesn't have my back on this because he doesn't want to have to train in a new person and because she threatened to go to the union with claims of harassment if she's disciplined. What do I do? You want to go first? Go ahead. Keep on writing her up. That's like, because you, because if it was me, well, I have experience with um, employees not doing what you want, but I was the owner, I'm the owner of the company, so I just like, you do what I say, or you get fired, and then I fire them if they don't listen. But you are not the owner of the company, or you're not the manager manager, so I'm going to give you a little something different. I want you to keep on writing her up for everything she does. If it's wrong, don't write it. Don't make up shit. Don't, um... Don't over exaggerate, you know. Don't 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 blow it out of proportion. I want you to write her up every time she does something wrong. When it gets to ten write-ups, I want you to take it back to corporate and be like, I tried to work with this woman. As you can see, I have this, this here, I have all these right here, and she won't listen. Now the sister, I'm like the manager, he won't fire her. Now I need you guys to come in and be the and I need you guys to come in intervene and fire her because she's making a hostile work situation for everybody that's here because she's she's acting as if she don't want to be here so it's about time she's not here anymore period um are you are you finished yeah i'm done i i, I know you thought about to say something wild but now i'm done <laughs> no um i see this a lot in corporate america <laughs> no but um a lot of a lot of this is common, so you're not alone. So don't think that like, oh my God, this is just happening to me. But nine out of ten times, 
this is what I see is she's been there for a very long time has never been promoted and here you come you know new employee and you're already assistant manager probably the position that she was trying to get a long time ago so it's not anything against you you know keep doing what you're doing but you have to keep in mind that life is not fair so people like her are going to stay where she's at whereas you you have a goal you, your mind is set to own your own store in 12 12 to 16 months so you've been patient for this long hold off because your your vision your vision is right there and don't don't allow her to sidetrack you or uh make you forget why you're there in the first place because a lot of people will do that with their negative energy. Just tune it out. You know, like uh, Jesus Shuttlesworth said, keep writing her up, you know, because it is unacceptable. But unfortunately, you know, she might have known your bo the boss or the, the guy <laughs> over you or girl, whoever. And so known him. they've already built that <laughs> personal relationship. So it's like you know, I'm not going to listen to the new guy, you know, kind of thing. But, uh, yeah, just stay focused. Don't, you know, avoid her at all costs if you can. Um, all her smart remarks, just realize karma, ha it, it does exist. So she will get hers, even if it's her being stuck there forever in that same position she's in. So stay but strong, no. keep your head up. You could do it. Forever, never make them long until you're grown. No, it's not the day by day rule. It can't be too long. Miss Jackson, okay, let me stop. I'm sorry, Miss Jackson, but yeah, just pay her no mind. It costs right. you nothing. Pay her no mind. Look, I'm on my grind cousin. Ain't got time for fighting. This is the thugs. Y'all all need hugs. Shout out to Jay Z. <laughs> Alrighty then. <laughs> That was just random. Cause I don't know. Cause I don't know. 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 We would like to thank you, Miss Fitz, for joining us on the Arkham Minority this week. This has been episode 23. I am one of your hosts, Gigi Shuttlesworth, and she is always the beautiful Lady Godiva. Thank you. <laughs> we would like for y'all to follow us on all social media platforms. We can be found on all of them at the Awkward Minority. So be sure to follow us, talk to us. We always love to hear from you guys and get feedback and all that other good stuff. Tell us how your day going. Show us what you're eating for dinner. You can tell us you hate us. We might get into a nice fight with you. And Lady Godiva going to come up behind you and knife your ass. So keep it safe. Woo <laughs> Peace. Bye.